Now playing movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, 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 good people, and welcome to 2019. That's right, you are now living in the future. And <laughs> welcome to the podcast, Movie Reviews in 20 Qs. I am your host, Sam Hurley, and I am joined this week by, well, the prettiest girl that I've been married to in 2019, Stacey Hurley. How are you, Stace? <laughs> I'm great, Sam. Happy to be here. Are you really? Kind of. Oh. But we'll get into that as what? we go. <laughs> and that other voice you're hearing is Machu Toro. How are you, Machu? I'm pretty excited about doing this film. I've only been texting you pretty much since I've watched it, <laughs> so we need to do it. So um, here we are. We need to talk oh, about yeah. that. How the fuck did you get my phone number, bro? <laughs> I'm I'll be sure I had you your smoke mock. signals. I sent you a few <laughs> pigeons. Yeah, so as you guys can tell by the name of the podcast, we went and saw the movie Aquaman, and we're going to review that today. Who the hell says aqua? Me. That's who. It's like some European um, water that they have. (laughs) Agua. (laughs) Agua Gogola (laughs) Savasa. So what also makes this episode very special is we are now recording from our new studio. That's right. Part of my summer project was to convert the garage into uh, a podcast studio slash dungeon. I don't know what you'd describe this as. Art piece. Interpretive dance room. Yeah. All of the above. You could use it for whatever you want. And are you very happy to be on the debut and of using this? Oh, super happy. Is this the best day of your life? It could be. <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see. Anyway, Machu, you really petitioned hard for us to go see Aquaman. And looking at the reviews for this movie, IMDb have it 7.5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes have this at 65%. Metacritic coming in low, as usual, at 55%. But what would you give Aquaman as a score out of 10,000? At a score out of 10,000? Holy shit, this is a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so, no, no, no. I, um, yeah, I had some pretty honest feedback before we went into this movie, and there were some pretty low scores, but I'm actually going to score it a bit higher. I, I really enjoyed it. It's a really awesome, stupid film, but I like it. So, I'm going to give it seven and a half thousand. Can you make it your New Year's resolution to go see someone about your mental problems? Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, about... it's a strong seven and a half thousand, this one. Jesus. What about you, Stace? What, you, what would you give Agua Man as a score out of 10,000? <laughs> I'm going to go with the Rotten Tomatoes peeps. In the middle, around six and a half thousand for this one. Yeah. So I'm I'm DB and you're Rotten Tomatoes. And I am Metacritic. (laughs) Really? I'm going to give this 55,000. No, wait. 5,500. 55,000 or 10,000. Yeah, it just wasn't for me. I think I threw it in a bad mood. I sort of went in with expectation it's going to be shit and... Well, we'll get into that a little bit, but before we do that, well, if you uh, if you're not planning on going to see Aquaman, and according to me, why would you? Stacey's going to give you a plot <laughs> of the movie. So what is the plot of Aquaman, Stacey? Okay, Arthur Curry learns that he's the heir to the underwater kingdom of Atlantis, and he must step forward to lead his people and be a hero to the world. Hey, I didn't know his surname was Curry. How did you not know that? It's the most common Māori last yeah, name. Yeah. <laughs> it's Ngāpui. He's Ngāpui. <laughs> okay. From the curry is up in Ngāpui. <laughs> right. Yeah, so starring Jason Momoa, Amber Heard, Willem Dafoe, Patrick Wilson, Nicole Kidman, Dolph Lundgren, and our very own Timmy Weir Morrison. Hence the Māori joke. Tim plays uh, Arthur Curry's dad in... Uh, so what's his name? It's Mr. Curry. Tom Curry. Tom. Tom. Tim plays Tom. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Amazingly, though, I've got to point out that this movie, coming out in December, not normally known for big, you know, global blockbusters, currently sitting at 945 million worldwide. 
possibly going to the 945 million. Yeah, it's possibly it's, going to be the highest grossing DC film of all time. It's definitely going to be the highest grossing DC film of all time. And apparently, it's, it's all probably led, the grossest it's, DC film. It's all of led by the China loves this film, don't they? Yeah, yeah. The domestic gross for Aquaman is like. 262 million or something so but in China it's like 300 mil yeah yeah so every, every one in 1,000th person in China has watched it have they <laughs> is this the first Shit, they love their seafood over there boy <laughs> is this the first DC movie that's ever made it into China like I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it's smuggled in through the border. Is that what you're it's trying the to say? It's the first one yeah. that's not hit the movie theatres before. It's hit the, the streets of yeah. Beijing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the bootleg versions. Makes so much sense. Well, yeah, as I said at the start of the podcast, what we like to do is we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. We start with 10 questions that we all answer. We then move into our personal questions, which we ask of the other two and try and stitch each other up. We finally finish on a listener question, which we've thrown out there to you, our dear listeners, to answer answer for us but we always start with the compliment sandwich and much since you love this movie so goddamn much why don't you tell us one thing you like one thing you dislike and one thing you really like about Aquaman Aquaman. right it's got some of the best fight scenes I've seen for a long time the director James Wan James Wan Wan, Wan, uh, he's obviously an expert in choreographing these scenes because they were awesome and particularly the trench scene that was an awesome fight scene and even the scene just before that when they're in Sicily I thought that chase scene with Black Manta and those Atlanta dudes that was awesome um the things that weren't so good in this film (laughs) Mm. (laughs) there's a lot of it I I think a lot of it to me just stemmed from the script the script was dog shit (laughs) I wouldn't wipe my ass on the script I think that's being mean to dog shit bro (laughs) but the other thing I liked about this film was the apart from the initial CGI at the start which which made me made Tim Wetter Morrison did they put a wig on him or by a CGI it was a wig and it was a de-aging but you could tell they weren't using Uh, the same de-aging that Marvel's been using it's all fun up. I was yeah. thinking, what the hell is this? So it looked really weird, and that sort of buzzed me up for a bit. But um, other than that, I thought the CGI was awesome. We're getting back to um, Avatar quality CGI. Just everywhere, everything's really bright. Everything's really amazing. <laughs> they go to the center of the earth. They're going around. They're having fights underwater. It's like a brand new world, and it just came to life, and it was awesome for me. Okay, mine are a bit different. So I was super excited to finally see a superhero with a gold suit. So Aquaman, when he gets the trident and he comes out and he's got this glistening gold suit on. Isn't that the worst thing, though? That's the part that he's got to shoot on. The woman's going (laughs) to True. Well, yes. But I I just think it's cool. I'm sick of this blue and red shit and all those other dumb, stupid colours. It's about time we had a gold superhero. The bad thing is, as much as you said, there were lots. But for me, it was the kind of whole love story between... um, (laughs) Is that what that was? Yeah, well, it was something. It was awkward between old Aquaman and Mira. You think two good-looking people could sort that shit out, eh? But I know. They yeah. just had no chemistry. It was so bizarre. She like she had no reason to help him. Like She just turns up out of nowhere, rescues him in that first part, and then he's like, I don't even know your name. And yeah, and then like, she just cruises. Oh, I'll see it. Yeah. She was in yeah. the movie before, and she's kind of like, she goes to him, you, you, now that you've just turned up, now you've got to go sort out Steppenwolf. And he goes, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Justin Lee goes, whatever. I've got nothing better to do. Hey, I've never been here before. What am I looking Sitting around? Sitting here on the no, piss no, of me, old man. No. He just gets bossed around too much. 
And the th- my final good thing is something that's not even about the movie, it's about what happened at the cinema that we went to see this at, is they had an intermission. Yeah. Hello, how exciting is that? Two hours, 20 minutes, thank God they had an intermission. It was so nice to have a break, because I get bored. And But also at intermission at this theatre we went to, they had freshly home-baked cookies. So the best thing about a film is that they have freshly home-baked yeah. cookies. Do they have yeah. a banjo? <laughs> was everyone wearing yeah. swan dries? <laughs> there was a heck of a lot of cowboy hats in the audience. There a were. disproportionate number of cowboy hats. Well, we were in we kind of in the Alpine Lodge thing. We were down in Wanaka, oh, right. down in the middle of the South Island. Tiny little boutique theatre that had little random little seating arrangements. But anyway, the best thing was the cookies. <laughs> Sums up the movie if that's the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> the good thing I liked about this, much has already touched on it, that one scene when they go out just outside of Sicily and you know they're sailing around and then they come across the trench or whatever and then they just start getting attacked by those creatures. Man, that was legit terrifying. Mm. That scene where he's like diving through the water with his bloody flare, you know, like ripping shit up and stuff. I was like, whoa, this is like awesome. That scene was good. Now the bad, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> the story is stupid. The love love romance is lame. Uh, everything that was in this movie feels like something that Marvel's done 50 times better. And I hate to shit on it. I don't want to be an anti-DC guy because that's just like so typical of Marvel fans. I do enjoy quite a lot of DC stuff, but there was just so much of it. I was like, ah, come on. What the hell? Black Panther did that. Thor did that. Ragnarok did that. Captain America did that. But did they do it all in one film? Ooh, no. <laughs> there it is. I'm going to break this criticism sandwich back to a compliment sandwich. <laughs> you know how like you might really like enjoy a piece of chicken so you like eat one piece of chicken imagine if i came up and shoved 10 pieces of chicken in your mouth that was what mm. basically what this movie was trying to do <laughs> yeah. just forcing it in there and you're lucky i use chicken because i was thinking of another <laughs> something else but i'm just gonna dial it back a bit oh and then another thing i like anyone that knows new zealand film knows that one of our most popular romantic comedies is once we're warriors and there's a very famous scene in once we're warriors where jake hickey who was played by tim Rio morrison rolls into the kitchen and goes hey biff cook me some eggs and she sort of replies, cook your own fucking eggs. And then, yeah, things go a bit sideways. <laughs> in this movie at the start, Nicole Kidman pulls a goldfish out of a goldfish bowl, eats it, and Tim walks in and goes, hey, I was going to cook you some eggs. <laughs> I was like, I just watched that. And I was like, I wonder if James Wan's a fan of Once Warriors or Tim just fucking pushed for that to be in there. Because that was just like pure gold. Like, that was amazing. Yeah. Anyway, moves us on to question number two. What item from this film would you want or definitely not want to be? This sounds like our Patreon question, isn't it? This is a Patreon question. <laughs> this comes courtesy of the amazing Phil Joinson. I would never go watch this movie again, but if Phil called me up and asked me if I wanted to, I'd go see it with him. Oh, That's how much I like him. Romance. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to be the Trident. It's the thing everybody's after that's hidden away. It's got the most power. It's going to give whoever's got it the most power in the whole underwater world. So, yeah. I want to be the trident. That makes sense. I definitely do not want to be the cave that that giant monster lives in. <laughs> There's about 70,000 bloody I like Aquamans that have tried to take over the trident and died. I bet you that cave smells like shit. Plus, <laughs> they're the only thing that's living in there. I don't yeah. really think they care for its hygiene much. Imagine the size of its dumps. But that's what underwater world is like. What, just one giant dump pool? Yeah, pretty much. What's and you wonder why I don't go swimming in the sea? <laughs> There's nothing in there, is there? What has he been eating? Anything that comes in anywhere near him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what the hell is that thing? That's a, what is it, a kraken or something? Some sort of kraken. Interestingly, it's a she, and it's voiced by... It's a she. It was, it was voiced by Mary Poppins, Julie Andrews. Wow. Yeah. What? Weird, eh? Um, so, yeah, at the risk of sounding like Buffalo Bill, I want to be Jason Marmore's face. 
<laughs> I want to wear you. It puts a lotion on his skin. No, no, I think this film is going to gross a billion dollars thanks to Jason Marmore's face. So I think that's more powerful than the trident down the deep. So I, I want to be Jason yes. Marmore's face. Yes. <laughs> you wearing it out. Bro, it doesn't work when you wear it much. You're stretching his face. <laughs> Your giant head. It doesn't work for you. <laughs> what? Hell, let me take this off. I am Aquaman. I am Aquaman. Permission to come board. Question three. What deep philosophical debate arose in you during this film, Sam? Am I gay? <laughs> yes, you are. Wow. We've all we, we had the same thing, but it was I is think Sam we did, gay, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> were you looking at Jason Barboa's face when it stretched over my face? Yes. <laughs> I didn't want to play my card too early or show my erection too soon, but yeah, there was. He's a fucking good-looking man. Let mm. me tell you that. I was literally was sitting there watching him, and I was like, wow, this guy is actually like really attractive. He's got. He's like quite muscly, but he has quite soft, <laughs> kind features. So he sort of looks like he'd take oh. care of you. And then when uh, Amber Heard popped up, he was like, oh, no, that's right. I'm not gay. I'm bi. <laughs> Pansexual. <laughs> My deep philosophical question was, is Aquaman a Maori? And the answer to that is, I'll tell you the answer, but these here are the clues. His, his ink is a tamoko. He wears a ponami, which is a traditional Maori trinket that people wear. I don't know if you call it a trinket. A tonga, a special yeah. Gift. yeah. Treasure that you wear around. This is a jade neck. necklace that he was wearing. And, yeah, His yeah. trident combat technique is the Morako or Taiha stances and typical Maori principles. He says Anatokai in a in the correct Maori context. His dad has a po fakairo, a little Maori a thing on, on the mantle. A little Maori, it looks like a little uh, totem pole. But a Māori one, a little short mm. one, and that sits on the mantle. And him and his dad do a traditional Māori greeting when they touch each other's noses, and I thought that was pretty special. The only problem is I realised he's he's definitely Māori, but he's also definitely Australian. So he's the, he's not a Māori, <laughs> he's a mozzie. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> and he's got a Māori dad and an Aussie mum. Fucking Nicole Kidman. Yeah, true. That's a terrible mum, isn't she? She just abandons him. Yeah. Bloody deadbeat Aussie mum. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Australia. Sorry, Australia. If he, if he thinks just, he's got problems as a half-breed Atlantean bloody bloody lighthouse keeper. Yeah. That's nothing compared to a bloody half-breed Australian New Zealander. <laughs> the old classic mo- a mozzie. Poor thing, where's it going to live? Tasmania? <laughs> they don't want him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mine's serious and it's about the movie making process. Why can't DC get a proper editor to cut some of their crap out of their movies? What would you cut out? Like, well, that's what you're going to tell me later. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, they just, just, just too much going on it just needs to be pared back a bit i think okay question number four how long would you guys date this movie for well this movie is one hot crazy fucking bitch eh? like (laughs) (laughs) hot and crazy you want to date her right through the honeymoon period you won't be able to talk to her because she's fucking dumb as shit (laughs) 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 but you get through the honeymoon period you know you have all that physical stuff and once you get past that that's that's when I think you dump her okay well, you just hope you don't get fucked over in the the meantime eh? like You've been thinking about this way too much, eh? Too much shit's going on with this chick. She's going everywhere and ev- anywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I was thinking this guy, this uh, movie is a guy, and for my purposes. <laughs> I was immediately going to say, nah, I wouldn't date it. But that's not true, because I really wanted to go see this movie, and I was like, yeah, I'd probably go on one date. Like, maybe one of my friends recommended it to me, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll go give it a one shot. But yeah, I don't think after a date that I'd hang around. You'd want to show them off to your friends, I reckon. You'd wear, like, mm. shit clothes every time he comes out. Yeah. 
like rags and stuff. Plus, he stinks as well, remember? She points that out to him at one point. And then he's able to smell himself under the fucking water. Yeah. Oh. Okay, this is my boyfriend. Don't talk to him because he's a fucking dumb. And don't smell shit. him. <laughs> don't smell him. What about you, Sam? Uh, yeah, I completely agree with Machu. I reckon this is about a two-monther. This is Ooh. long enough to have a little bit of fun. Maybe you know, play a few games that you wouldn't normally do with uh, people you don't know that well. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, read into that what you like, and then get rid of, and then just like, nah, look, this isn't working. This was a fun little summer romance. Back to the ocean for you. See you later. You, you definitely go to prison with this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll find yourself in prison. Prison or jail. Or, get it, or on the ground getting kicked by about seven dudes for no good reason. Yeah, prison or hospital, <laughs> that is your option. Uh, moving on, uh, what would the porn parody name for this movie be? Aqua Slam. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Aquaslam. I was trying to do all sorts of stuff with Aquaman. I couldn't come up with anything. Fucking Aquaslam was staring me in the face. Yep. <laughs> Ripped out from underneath you, Machu. And I'm going to go, well, fuck you, man. What? Fuck you, man. Fuck you, man. Uh, uh, tagline. <laughs> come join the Mile Low Club. <laughs> the Mile Low Club. That's a good one. Clam Club. Not about fuck you, man. Slam some Mile clam. Low Club is a good one. Slam. <laughs> slam, slam some clam. <laughs> <laughs> One of those porn companies is making this right now. <laughs> I had uh, Muff Divers, a trip to the trench. <laughs> not bad, not bad. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything beats Aquaslam. That was yeah, awesome. Aquaslam. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder you didn't want to tell me what it was when I was asking you before. Yeah. Get him some clamps. <laughs> Question six. What film would be the best or worst to watch as a double feature with this film? And this is also another Patreon question from the lovely Emily Higgins from the Tasteless Podcast. Who joined us for our Nightmare Before Christmas episode and we had yes. a lot of fun with her. She's great. She's awesome. I reckon she's going to use this film to crush some really good Marvel films, eh? I reckon this is a film yeah. that she is going to eat to yeah. change people's minds on. She can do it to a few, I reckon. Well, I reckon if she tried doing Suicide Squad against Avengers or something, I would fly to LA and strangle her in her sleep. <laughs> but this one, this one, she can win. Take a picture of money. she can win. Yeah. That's true. Did you it's hear that, true. Emily? That's a challenge right she there. She is a massive Nicole Kidman fan as well. Ooh. Ooh. Or Nicole Kidnam, as Stacey refers to her. <laughs> Kidnam. Nicole Kidnam. She's Shut up. The kidnapping Kidnam. I'm surprised we haven't already heard Kidnam so far. Well, I'm going to say it later, so Excellent. save yourself. Yeah, so the film, I reckon that would be the best to watch of this is Black Panther. It would probably also be the worst to watch of this. You know, warring families, different tribes, all that sort of stuff. Black Panther nailed it. Not only did they come out in the same year, but it's just a much superior film. Don't know where else I'm going with that. <laughs> so it's like having a shitty steak with a beautiful <laughs> glass of wine. Yeah, it's something to wash that shit away. Wash the gr- gristle out of your teeth. Yeah. I had uh, Aquaman and Wonder Woman because it's, oh. you know, it's the big the big man and the great woman. And they yeah. pair them together. That's true, that's true. My double feature would yeah. be Aquaman and Finding Nemo. Because you want to watch a good under-the-water movie after watching Aquaman. <laughs> ah, okay. I was wondering where we were going with that. Yeah, with the happy ending. And that moves us on to question number seven. Which character from this film just clearly needs to get laid? It's got to be uh, Tom Curry, surely, isn't it? <laughs> All those long wounds walks down to the dock. <laughs> Holy hell, what is he up to? 
<laughs> Poor fella. Put on a bit of weight, lost all his hair. He's definitely stressed out. <laughs> definitely been 15 years of fucking waiting on the dock, bro. <laughs> well, I was just going to say everyone, because everyone in this movie is just nuts, and they just don't seem to have that good relationships. But I'm going to narrow it down to King Orm. So uh, Aquaman's half-brother or brother or whatever um, yeah, he just seems like he's just up to no good. He's got nothing better to do than piss everyone else off. So he needs to get laid. He's the bloody king. He should be getting. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's got an arranged yeah, marriage with, with um, Amber Heard, who's yeah, but she underwater doesn't poison be, ivy. She doesn't want to be with him. She's scooting <laughs> off with Aquaman. So yeah, of course he's probably because he's nailing a whole bunch of girls. He doesn't really care. <laughs> yeah. Give me a baby. Hurry up. <laughs> okay. All right then. What do you think, Sam? I'm going to go with Lim- Willem Dafoe's character Volko. I've got no idea what the hell was going on with that guy. Yeah, who is like? What's he doing in the movie? He's just—he's all like a little creepy dude hanging around in the background, and stuff like that. Yeah. And it, it's like here's another bad thing: it's bizarre when the worst performance in the film comes from Willem Dafoe and the best performance comes from Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Yeah. But William Defoe is just way too creepy for my liking. I reckon if he was getting laid on the regs, he might not stop being so weird. But this could come back to Machu's point before, is that the script is just a heap of shit. Like, maybe if Willem Defoe had some actual proper script, he could have done a better job. But he was That just... is true. He does look like a guy who has no idea if it's recording or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like... that bit where he's like, I thought he was going to do something. They're having a fight over that the golden ring of fire whatever it was and he's like this is wrong blah 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 and I was like oh he's gonna jump in nah <laughs> what was the point of that there was yeah. some shit dialogue right there so this is this is Stacey this is your favourite question so how would you incorporate Nicolas Cage into this movie well I'm gonna give him a significant role in this film he's gonna be recast in the role of King Orm who we we're just talking about oh before. really mm. Yeah, wouldn't you love to see Aquaman and Nicolas Cage like battling it out? I quite liked. I thought one yeah. of the better actors was Patrick Wilson in this film. So if anything, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. But, I, I, but it would be hilarious watching him fight <laughs> Nicolas Cage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a little bit more believable, I reckon too. Like, what's um? Oh no, he's his younger brother, isn't he, Prince Oren? Oh yeah, that wouldn't really. Yeah. That's fine. Some de aging CGI. Some <laughs> <laughs> terrible. De- hey, you can't get any worse in this film. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> actually, Nick Cage, his, his age hasn't changed that much, really, if you look at him. Oh, yeah, he's he looked is. incredibly fucking creepy for his entire life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's had a receding hairline since he's 20. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, shut up, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Just go bored already, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, yeah, embrace it like me, man. It's fun. You get all the ladies walk away from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the one I would have liked him to have been would have been the king of the crab people. <laughs> crab people, crab people. <laughs> so, because I was waiting so long to record this, I did a bit of reading about Aquaman. It turns out he was, in, in the previous version of Aquaman in another universe, he was raised by dolphins. <laughs> and and and, um, and I thought that Nick Cage could be an actual dolphin. <laughs> But his actual brother, Dolphin, and so they're, they're like, hanging out. And apparently, uh, in in the previous universe, Aquaman falls for another dolphin called Nera, similar to Mira. <laughs> and and his brother, the Dolphin, has a, a, they battle out to try and score this dolphin. Oh, <laughs> so I thought it could be in a weird love triangle with his brother, who's Nicolas Cage, and this other dolphin. <laughs> Starring Dolph Lundgren as Dolphin Man. <laughs> Dolphin's interestingly the only other animal on the planet that like masturbates and performs oral sex. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How, how do they do that? 
Well, <laughs> Sam, blowhole. Sam, <laughs> and I've, got, I've got long, nosy things. Sam, tell us about those videos you got on your hard drive. <laughs> Moving on to question number yeah, nine. Anyway, I don't really want to know. It's, just, it's a hypothetical question. It's not so I'm hypothetical. You <laughs> Righto. Moving on to important matters here. What character would you get to help you di- hide a dead body? Oh, definitely Julie Andrews is Carafin or whatever. Yeah, there it is. Hey, go Google Carafin. Giant Kraken woman. That doesn't sound so mm. scary. Carafin. Yeah, Carafin. Like yeah. Karen. <laughs> We're here. Karen. Look out, here comes Karen. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to talk to the manager. <laughs> I, I, had, um, I had Volko because he's a sneaky fucker. He's been sneaking yeah. off, teaching little boys how to swing around a trident. It's true. <laughs> Good point. I reckon it'd be real sneaky and be, ha- be able to help you hide a dead body in no sweat. I reckon it's Mera, because she's the one who gets Aquaman and takes them all these sneaky places that, you know, they get undetected. Or she goes through undetected, through the bridge and all that kind of thing. And she knows people, so she'd just <laughs> so- sort it all out. True. it's a good point. And she's got powers. Moves us on to the final question of our all-play answers. What quote from this film would be the worst to hear immediately after finishing having sex? Uh, straight after having sex, saying, I came because I had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> okay, mine's going to be, I don't even know your name. So <laughs> you don't want to say that after. My one, and I'm surprised you guys haven't taken it, is show off. I could have just peed on it. <laughs> Oh, yuck. Yeah, gross, Sam. <laughs> Anywho, that moves us on to the personal questions, and Machu is going to lead us off. Oh, this is my favourite question. I, um, <laughs> in the movie, Prince Orem's mum embarrassed him by having a half-blood uh, son. So what is the what is the most embarrassing thing that your mum has done to you? I don't really have an embarrassing, a really embarrassing moment. But there is kind of one story where when I was maybe like five or six years old, my mum, I, I was at the supermarket with my mum and my sister and I went to put the trolley away and I came back and my mum had left without me. She had just driven off from the supermarket without me. So, Did she, did she leave you with some moon rocks at least? <laughs> or breadcrumbs? You, no. know, you know your mum loves you if she gives you moon rocks. Yeah. Five magic beans. I had nothing. I had the trolley, I put it away, and she's gone. So that's kind of embarrassing that my mum didn't even want to take me home. No more ginger kid for me, I'm out of here. What about you, Sam? Yeah, everybody's had a few embarrassing stories from their mum, but one of my ones was recently my mum came in to see me at work. Sort of sat down and was like, you know, I was, I think I was off in the toilet or something, and I came back and we were off to have lunch. There was maybe three other people in the office, one of them being Mitchell Charles, we moving to the further. was on our podcast recently. And mum looked at me and was like, oh, are you ready to have lunch, sweet pea? And I thought, sweet pea? And, then we, and everyone at work's got a nickname, right? So I got up and walked out, and I was like, sweet pea? Did anyone else hear sweet pea? Did anyone else hear sweet pea? Got out to the car and she's like, oh, I didn't want to embarrass you in there. I was like, Pretty sure you have, <laughs> but I don't know if anyone heard that sweet pea. So we went away to lunch, came back, walked in, and there's our board that lets us know if we're in or out sort of thing, and all the nicknames on there, and my one had changed to sweet pea. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, you're kidding me. Came back, looked at Mitch, and the biggest grin on his little fucking punk Australian face. I was like, oh, damn it. On you, Mitch. Yeah, good on you. There one up. Wanker. So n- now known as sweet pea. <laughs> Luckily, this isn't going out to the general public, so they can also <laughs> yeah. call me Sweet Pea or anything. Exactly. <laughs> Righto. Uh, so, the number t- question number 12. Um, how would you have wet 
the video recorder to get it wet without using magic. Because during the film, they find some funny artifact that that doesn't work unless you get it wet. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's in... <laughs> I'll tell it a story. <laughs> so, so, how, do, how do you get things wet, Stacey? <laughs> well, mine is quite straightforward, actually. I'm just going to, because you're in the Sahara Desert, you've got nothing at all around you. So I would just spit on it. <laughs> spit, spit on it. Yeah. Spit. spit on it to lube it up and get it wet, you reckon? <laughs> okay, sweet pea. Big old pea. <laughs> How do you get things wet, sweet pea? <laughs> I can't even answer this without fucking laughing at myself. I'm going to try and take the classier route and say that I am a hot, sweaty man. And I am an incredibly hot, sweaty man when I'm in the desert. I would t- take the little device and I'd give it a cute little foray between the depths of my groin <laughs> so that it wetens itself and reveals. Mm. Otherwise known as the wetlands. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, moving on to question 13. Yes, um, reject, reject. <laughs> so where does Aquaman rank amongst superheroes for you in the DC universe? Now, do we need to clarify in terms of the DCEU, or are we just talking about DC <laughs> heroes in general? The DCEU, the European DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brexit's like, affected DC hard, bro. Let's just, go, let's just go, should we just go Justice League to, to make it a bit... Like out of the Justice League movie, out of all yeah, those characters? Justice League movie, yeah. Oh, I'd have him at two. I'd have him after Wonder Woman. Ooh. Yeah, I don't Why really care Batman? for Batman, Superman, oh, or Flash, shit. or a Cyborg, or any of them. Oh, was Superman part of DC? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, wait a minute. What about Jared Leto's uh, Suicide Squad? (laughs) (laughs) Almost hit all the Almost made it through. Okay, maybe third or fourth. I'm thinking Wonder Woman, Batman and Superman, just because they're iconic, like the old school Batman and Superman. But how lame are they in Justice League? Yeah, but I'm not counting Justice League. Justice League was so lame we didn't even do a podcast on it. Yeah, I can't even even remember watching it, actually. I was like, did I see that? We walked down and we're like, nope. Luckily, much you didn't go see that. <laughs> yeah, and then Aquaman. But he only slides down a couple of places because you guys can't fucking pronounce his name properly. What's wrong with you? It's Aquaman. 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 Isn't right. it Aquaman? <laughs> On to my set of personal questions. There's quite a few moments in this where they were just bone-numbingly stupid, but what do you guys reckon? What was the stupidest part in this movie? The reason why Nicole Kidman had to go back into Atlantis, like, just move away from the fucking sea. <laughs> they, yeah. They're just going to find me. Of course, if you live in the lighthouse, right beside the fucking sea. That's the one place yeah. everyone in Atlantis knows where it is. Yeah, exactly. That's where it's, you are. It's like the dumbest place. <laughs> Not to mention, okay, this is what sprung me and this is what took me out of the movie was that point they show up and like, you need to come with us. Just like, no, nah, fuck you guys. Fucks all of them up. And it's just like, nah. And then next scene, I need to go back. I've got to go. It's like, it's, it's why don't you just leave with them? Just, just now climb they a hill. really hate you. You've just killed a whole bunch of dudes. Climb a hill. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, how do you even narrow it down? There's so many stupid things. But we haven't even mentioned it. We're up to question bloody 14. We're almost done with the questions. And we haven't even talked about uh, Black Manta, the oh other villain God. guy. We didn't even need that whole storyline. Because why can't we just have the villains like the ocean people versus Aquaman, blah, 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 blah. Why did we even need this human um, kind of pirate we scenario didn't. who then the Aqua people give him a suit so he can do some shit? I don't, I don't, that was just so stupid. I didn't like but what it. What was the dumbest part of that? What do you reckon? 
Oh, what about the Was part? it when he started telling him the life story about his granddad while they were fucking <laughs> robbing a bloody submarine? <laughs> I reckon the dumbest part yeah. when he was like, die, Aquaman, die, whoa, whoa, whoa. Save us, Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? You yeah. literally try to shoot me with a bazooka. Some yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. Save it's- me. Actually, right before that, there was a really dumb bit of dialogue kind of scene. It's when the father um, gave the son the knife and said, this was your grandfather's and told him the story. It's like, surely your son would know about this knife by now. <laughs> like, you've carried it around, you rob ships together, he'd yeah. know about your grand. You don't need to say, here's the knife, yeah. this is the background, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, come on, that's purely yeah. written for the audience. Yeah, and as soon as that happened, I was like, that guy's going to die. It was yeah. so obvious. Yeah. 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 My next question, do you guys really reckon Tim's Spent every morning at dawn down by the end of the wharf waiting for his princess or queen or whatever to come back. Waiting for Colin McKinnon. Well, I reckon, you know, with with technology these days, <laughs> I think he would be out of a job pretty quickly, eh? So yeah, he'd have to find himself a, a new job. And if, if there's one thing I know about people that are good at lights, they become electricians. Because that's basically what an electrician does, right? He just, <laughs> anything you do, if you've got, if there a light goes wrong in your car, you go get an electrician. So basically all they do is screw in light bulbs. And he's got the <laughs> biggest light bulb in the place and he could screw it in. So he'd be off, I, I suppose he's an electrician just working his day, yeah, sitting yeah. at the pub afterwards, having a few brewskis with his um, little boy. Yeah. Because yeah. they're how fucking on the smash he gets. I doubt he's waking up at dawn to go down there and <laughs> like, oh, shit. I at the port at oh, about four in the morning. so fucking hungover. Is she coming? Nah. Oh, I might as well hang around here for another three hours. There's <laughs> old Arthur downstairs. Oh, I'm not going to pretend I'm going to walk down the end of the wharf today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I totally agree with you guys. He's not, he's not going down there every day. And he's a lighthouse. Can't he just see? Can he just like up the top of the lighthouse, just peruse around and see if she's around? It's a good point. Why the hell is he looking at? He can see everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He can see more. That's a from really the good lighthouse. point, Stacey. Yeah. He can see a lot more from the lighthouse. See you coming. Yeah. He can see all the little fishies swimming around outside in the ocean. He can do his job. Yeah. <laughs> what is his job? What is, is there such people that still look live in lighthouses? I don't know. And how does he get a real hot chick? Is that how you do it? Are like, they like moths or something? The Atlantis people <laughs> like, oh, there's a big light. I'll go over there. Is that where Atlanta is? Oh, she is. She's right there. <laughs> that was easy. That was fucking <laughs> That's another point. Who the fuck told everyone else in that Atlantean kingdom that she had a son? <laughs> Did she get bored at one point and go, oh, by the way, Prince Aurum, you've got a half-brother. He's a half-human half Atlantean he lives on the shore oh fuck you you're going in the trench what the fuck <laughs> no the guys the guys who came who came to pick her up would have seen the kid no they didn't they're all dead <laughs> all of them yeah, she, she killed all up of them, them. Oh, okay. there was a lot of murder in this film eh? mm. I was thinking that I was thinking fucking hell is there okay. as far as they know she just like went away and came back again she must have mm. just got on the fucking like purse you know hit some I don't know, seaweed vodka, and was like, hey, did you guys want to hear a fucked up story? I banged this moldy dude and had a kid. <laughs> but she was banished. She yeah, wasn't talking yeah. to anyone. Oh, come shit, come shit, come me in the trench. Oh, fuck, <laughs> worth it. Worth it. YOLO. <laughs> okay. Fuck Atlanta. Fuck yeah, Atlanta. Fuck Atlantis. Atlantis. Fuck. See, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, Latest <latest> fam. <laughs> Leaders <laughs> fam. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anywho, uh, oh, I've got another question, don't I? 
Moves us on to my final question. Now, this question has been asked for years, and we need to put this to bed. Like, we really need to know the answer to this, guys. Would you guys rather fight one starfish the size of a shark or a hundred sharks the size of a starfish? Starfish as big as a shark. Because basically you're just fighting Patrick from Spongebob. <laughs> and I hate that motherfucker. I want to get him. Let's go, Patty. So you think, go- think he's dumb and slow and you'd be able to beat him? I hope so. I'm pretty dumb and slow. So <laughs> being evil would be an even match. <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah, I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to go the hundred sharks the size of starfish. Now, the reason being is it's just it's easier to kill something smaller than you. Right, so you could just go around stabbing if you've got trident or whatever you've got, stabbing all these little starfish, uh, uh, shark thingies, yeah, shark, sharks, is, whatever the fuck they are Shark-fish. coming towards you, just stabbing them like mindlessly. Whereas trying to kill something larger or than you are yeah. is just a bit hit and miss. You kind of have to bludgeon it to death and it will take longer. I mean, how many tiny sharks do you reckon you could stab with a big giant fork? Probably a lot, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if you had two forks and they oh, yeah. were double-ended at each side, then... Well, love, a good, a bit of, love a good bit of double-ended forking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing says I love you like a bit of double-ended forking. Double-ended fork. But think about it. At the end of the day, all you've really done is gone and collected your dinner. You've got a hundred little sharks on the end. You just take them back to shore. Rather than some giant starfish coming at you. Fuck that. Cool. That brings me to my questions. There was way too much going on in this film, as I mentioned earlier. So, guys, tell me what part you think needed to be cut. I really didn't think we needed the gladiator scene between the two of them. Because we knew he wasn't going to win. We saw where that was going. We all knew what was going to happen there. And then, you know, their little jaunt through the bloody desert and all that sort of shit. That was like, it went from being a like quite action-y superhero movie into being fucking the mummy or like indiana jones or something i was like what the fuck is this i like it when superheroes go on quests so i like that part where they go to the desert but the part when they have that gladiator fight at the start i couldn't even understand why he was even there what were they what was he there for couldn't mary just go talk to william defoe couldn't she just go oh actually if you go down there everyone will try and fuck you up so i'll just go and have a yarn and then i'll come back and then we'll go on this quest day yeah yeah, sweet as (laughs) <laughs> or actually, could they just skip out the whole thing altogether and just say, hey, um, when Princess Mira comes up, just go, nah, no, nah, I'm not keen to do that. I'll just ring up my mate Superman. He'll go and bash <laughs> Prince Aura, mate. <laughs> Take about two seconds. Movie over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good answers. That's good point. Question 18. So what the hell is Queen Atlanta, played by Nicole Kidman, Whoa! Up to now that her son has taken the throne from her. Because she's still around, right? She's still the queen. I don't get it. Yeah, so she's gone back to the lighthouse. And as we've seen in the thing, um, Tim's got a bit older, but she hasn't. So I reckon she's (laughs) started up a new job where she goes from lighthouse to lighthouse. And, you know, find some lonely lighthouse keepers. (laughs) Really rings their bells, if you know what I'm saying. Because she hasn't seen anyone for like 20 years or something, right? Exactly. So she's desperate for a bit of social interaction. She'd smell disgusting given that she's recycling fish parts to wear as clothes. But if you're a lighthouse keeper, I don't think you'd be that fast. You know what's going to help her go from lighthouse to lighthouse is making masks. She was a great mask maker when they first saw her. Like when she came out of the ocean in the middle of the in the middle of the earth, she was wearing this real weird mask. Oh yeah. And yeah. I thought she's she's found a talent. She's been down there for twenty years <laughs> making masks. She's going to take them up to the surface and sell them on Sundays at the markets. <laughs> <laughs> Spend her day going from lighthouse to lighthouse with her mask on so no one can see her, and then selling them, funding funding those trips. Question nineteen. 
What other movie would you set this movie up with on a blind date? Thor Ragnarok. Because I thought, this is where Aquaman needs to go. (laughs) So he needs a better version of himself to try and figure out who he is and how to to make make himself a better person. Yeah. And I reckon Thor's the movie that's going to get him there. So if I hook them both up, he's going to get a bit of better chat, some better moves, and a yeah. better better overall performance. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to go with Castaway. What? Why? Because Nicole Kidman's character has been away for 20 odd years all by herself. So is Tom Hanks' character, lonely, no one to talk to. She could be the Wilson to his... I blanked on that. <laughs> yeah, we can tell. Anywho, that moves us down to our final question, question number 20, which is a listening question that we throw out there for you guys to answer, but uh, we give our answers first, otherwise we might cheat and steal yours. So Aquaman, historically through the DC comics, has sort of been given grief about being the lamest superhero. Like, ooh, well, I talked to fish, that's cool. <laughs> and they've tried to retroactively make him cool, you know, give him super strength and vulnerability, or whatever, blah, 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 that sort of stuff, but... I want to know, guys, what would be the lamest superpower to have? First of all, I think Aquaman isn't even that lame. <laughs> and then, how, the, how the fuck did Ant-Man get a pass? If Aquaman, if he, he gets caught out all the time, but Ant-Man, really, he, he shrinks to the size of an ant. What the? Anyway. He talks to ants, bro. <laughs> yeah, there's Not a, just there's, all sea life ants. There's a whole bunch of them. And I was going to go with a guy from Mystery Man who uses, he throws, he's really good at throwing spoons and forks, but it turns out Aquaman's <laughs> also good at throwing forks. So <laughs> I had to come up with someone else. So. The, the, the guy, the, the superpower I have was Captain Hindsight. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> and a sidekick's shoulda, woulda, coulda. <laughs> I don't know how to break this to you, but uh, Daniel from the IMDb journey had the exact same. Oh, answer. shit. Uh, had Captain Hindsight out of South Park. Virtual high five, Daniel. Yeah, good man, good man. What about you, Stace? Okay, so what would be really much lamer than being Slothman? Like super sleepy, does nothing, just hangs out in a tree sleeping all day. My one would be, every time someone says your name, you orgasm like a fire hose. <laughs> I reckon somebody, if you just like blow like a fire hose, like that's your power. Oh, you blow yourself. Yeah, no, you, yeah, you blow. <laughs> Could you imagine how awkward that would be if you just... You blow. People would just torture you. They'd just come up to you and go, Sam, 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 exactly. Sam, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> that's a disorder. Yeah, that's just, it is. It's a disability. Disability. It's not lame. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome for everyone else. Yeah, they get a bloody kick out Let's of it. Let's go over to Sam's house. Nah, bro. <laughs> no, thanks. Anywho, uh, that moves us on to our listeners, and we're going to go through them now, and we're going to hit, well, we'll start with Twitter, then we'll go on to Facebook. We'll run through them and then we'll just have a quick vote as to who we reckon have the best answer, eh? Uh, so we'll start off with one of our good friends of the show, Tara Maholic. She threw two at us. Either one, you shit your pants every time you laugh. <laughs> or two, you vomit every time you sneeze. Oh, both lame. Both would be lame. <laughs> Gillian Ashton jumped on this as a chance to throw some shade at Tony Stark and said, is building a clunky iron suit a superpower? Not really. Hashtag team cap. Hashtag suck it, Iron Man. Oh, man. <laughs> Gidget Von LaRue said, every time you drink alcohol, your legs turn into tree stumps. To which I replied, I'd be rooted. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. Uh, over to the contrarians. He actually picked out one of the more infamously shit superheroes. Matter eat a lad. He's a guy that can eat anything. Oh, I feel like that's not bad. Like, couldn't he just destroy everything? Yeah, yeah but like, stuff. what, you're in a fight? Um, um, eat um, um, I need you cookie, to eat the evidence. Cookie monster. Oh, great. Awesome. <laughs> I need to eat some dead dude it's again. basically the cookie monster. 
Yeah, basically, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm judging you, said modern man. Cries every time words hurt. <laughs> Final one from Twitter that may be the winner is Alanis Man. Has the ability to feel every time his ex scratches her nails down someone else's back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he's got it. <laughs> That's clever. Oh, Dory also saw me at work today and said that his one would be pretty much Sewage Man, a guy that can control like spray urine or fucking fart at you or something like that. Oh my god! Yeah. Of course, of course. I don't know if he was actually answering the question or telling me his dream fantasy. <laughs> Isn't that kind of like Killer Croc from Suicide Squad? No, sewer Man. Like that. Oh, he lives in a sewer. Yes. Liz Ebrey, great fan of the show, just all around awesome human being, said, Easy, did you ever watch Misfits? The guy who could control all dairy products had the worst. Spoiler alert, he was murdering people by getting them to eat yogurt or drink a smoothie or something, at which point he would make the food rise up their esophagus and choke them to death. Oh, interesting. Gluted master. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nick McAllister, another just all-round awesome human being, threw at us cheese manipulation after reading that. I was like, yeah, that's a good point. That would be bloody hilarious. Final two here that we've got to round out our top ten. Brad Yelovich yelled, woman repellent man. Where you grow a slug of a moustache all year round, tell dirty repulsive jokes, and play PS4 in your mum's basement. Sounds kind of like me, actually. <laughs> what? Okay, what, what's the super- Yeah, oh, what's just, the question? <laughs> oh, he's a woman repellent man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can so defeat true. you, Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> With my ability to play PS4 in the basement. <laughs> and throwing it over to one half of the awesome, amazing podcast that is We Watch The Thing that you guys should all check out. Someone would call him the cute half, the funny half, the better who, half. Which, who is it? We're talking about Topher. Oh. <laughs> Suck it, Billy. I'm um, Team Billy. I'm Team Billy. <laughs> team Topher the way. Me and you are going to have some fisticuffs after this, stay tuned. Anyway, you guys should totally check out their podcast. It's awesome. We're going to have them back as guests as soon as we can. He said, would enjoying the DCEU count as a superpower? It seems like something that should be beyond the abilities of human. There you go, Machu, you have a superpower, it's enjoying the DCEU. Yeah, well done, Machu. Hey, I I think six and a half's up there as well, isn't it? Five and a half too, that's above, that's enjoyment, isn't it? that's true, we're we're all over five. I take it back, it's back down to about three. Anywho, that takes us down to the end. What do we guys reckon? What do you reckon was the best answer from our listeners? Uh, I'm stuck on Modern Man. Modern Man is hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, Modern Man's really good. I I like Alanis Man. Alanis Man's probably my one. I I would agree with Topher. I liked his DC one. Oh, nice. Quickly before we end, we uh, sort of throw it out. There's other movies that we have seen recently that we want to throw a quick 20-second review at. So this is our segment called Movie Reviews in 20 Seconds. Stacey, have you seen anything you'd like to talk about for 20 seconds that we would not normally talk about in this podcast? We'll not devote a whole episode to. Yeah, we watched a movie movie and Netflix film last night called Grandma. Not a, our usual genre, but it was starred Lily Tomlin, kind of an eccentric older old grandma. And it just was a day in the life of her and her granddaughter tripping around trying to get her granddaughter an abortion. And they had all kinds of weird and wonderful um, interactions. It was bizarre. It was pretty <laughs> it was good. Bizarre. It was around 10 thousands. Oh, maybe like a 7,000. 7,000, nice. Okay, much of you got anything? Oh, yeah, but, um, I watched um, After Burning a Star is Born the other day on the, the previous Halloween podcast. I decided to watch it. Whoa. <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised for about 45 minutes, and then the next hour and a half was dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll give it about a three and a half out of ten. Nice. <laughs> we watched E.T. on the weekend as part of our classic movie Sundays. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. It holds up. It's pretty good. Nostalgia reasons, not too bad. Um, 7,900 out of 10,000, probably. It's a great kid's film. Like, if you're a kid, yeah, you're like, great, yeah. whoa, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone's seen E.T. 
Anyway, that takes us down to the end of the podcast. Thanks, Machu, for joining us. Welcome back. Mm, yeah, it's good to be back. Um, yeah, I'll... thanks, Machu, for making <laughs> us talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> the next DC movie that comes out, we'll be doing Justice League next, so keep it, keep that posted. Machu you're never coming back. <laughs> and thanks, Ginger Princess, for joining us as well. Oh, Ginger Princess, thanks. if people would like to find us on Facebook or anything, how would they get a hold of us? Okay, we're on Twitter, at Movie Reviews In, and you can send us a m- an email at mritqs at gmail.com. That's correct. Don't know what our next movie is going to be or when we're going to be back. We Justice sort of League. Fuck that. <laughs> so I did this as a special, maybe Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, but uh, yeah, we've definitely got some big things planned that are coming up this year. And welcome back to 2019. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. That's cheer for me. Cheer, cheer. Bye.